From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome back to the Bill Michaels Show, Toy Drive Live 2020, and it's virtual. It's virtual because uh, we can't be sitting out in front of the Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek like, like we've done for years and years and years. It's the 14th annual Toy Drive benefiting Children's Wisconsin, and it's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management and also our friends at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. But if you can make a donation today, today is the, uh, the marathon, if you will. It's the beginning of the marathon. Uh, we're going to go. Uh, not this particular show, but other shows. Everybody's going to be live and local all the way through tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, as a matter of fact. Um, I mean, even all of our producers are going to be doing a show overnight tonight. So it's going to be a lot of fun, but it's also for a very, very worthy cause. And if you can make a donation, go to 1250amthefan.com and click the Toy Drive link. That would be fantastic. So please, if you can help us, please go ahead and do so. Uh, Aaron Rodgers says, obviously, after the way he's played this season on the Pat McAfee show, he's not done yet. Take a listen to what he has to say. When it comes to records, I love I love them and milestones. Like I do take pride in them. I think they're more things you look back on when you're done playing. Um, I don't think I'm done uh, by any stretch of the imagination, even though some people may have thought so in the offseason. I, uh, I there's another milestone coming up that, that's exciting. Uh, when it comes to milestones, though, like I think the trifecta that we hit in the game was pretty sweet with Big Dog getting his 400th catch mm-hmm. on a touchdown, Devontae his 500th catch on a touchdown, and uh, my 50,000 yards on a touchdown to Tunyon. So Aaron Rodgers, whose birthday is today, throws that little shot in there. I'm not done yet. Even though somebody might, some people might have thought so in the off season. Think about that. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. If you don't think that there is a chip on his shoulder for the drafting of Jordan Love, now I, I don't know what that equates to. Okay, I don't know if it's better focus. I don't know if it's camaraderie. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I couldn't honestly tell you. I don't know what the intangible is. But if you don't think that sticks with him, and I've heard people say, that ah, doesn't matter. It does matter. I mean, to what extent, I don't know, but it does matter. It does matter. To say that some people in the offseason, even though people in the offseason didn't think so. I don't think I'm done by any stretch of the imagination, even though some people may have thought so in the offseason, were the words that he spoke. Like I said, if you don't think that he, uh, he, he hasn't taken all of this to heart, you're crazy. You're crazy. Now, 
it's, I mean, you know, as Packers fans, you're reaping the rewards. We're reaping the reward, rewards because he's having a hell of a year. We're talking about him having an MVP season. You know, spurring it on. But make no mistake about it, this is uh, this is Aaron Rodgers throwing that little dagger out there, and just by the by the by the way in which he says it, you know, just you know, wow, some people thought it was, or you know, what other people thought in the off season. Oh, oh, you better believe it. Better believe that he's throwing that shot out there. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. That's Aaron Rodgers throwing a direct shot saying, yeah, some people didn't believe in me. Now look. And I, you know what? Go back to this offseason when they drafted Jordan Love. I said the best thing that he could possibly do is make the organization make a decision. Don't make it easy on them. There's one of two ways to approach it. One is you can you can just be be pissed and just say to hell with it and then know that your you know your clock's ticking and I'm out the door. Or you can say I'm going to make this the worst decision you've ever made because I'm going to make you kick me out when I'm at my peak. If that's what you want to do, go for it. It's very rare that the guy that replaces the legend does well. Very rare. What we have here in Wisconsin, what we have here in Green Bay with the Packers, uh uh-uh. Very rare. What they had in San Francisco with back-to-back Hall of Famer, very rare. Very rare. So it's, it's, it's probably... 90% 90% unlikely that Jordan Love reaches this level. Because to have three in a row, tell me a franchise that's had three quarterbacks like this in a row. Because this would make it 45-plus years. You can't. You can't. You know, Pittsburgh had Bradshaw, and then after that they went through a myriad of different quarterbacks before they finally latched on to Ben Roethlisberger. The Cowboys... Stallback, then you come up to a couple other quarterbacks, and then you get to Troy Aikman, and then you go through a couple more quarterbacks. Tony Romo, you get Tony Romo. He's not a Hall of Famer. Good, but not great. Doesn't win a championship. Dak Prescott, good, not great. You've had some decent quarterback play, but for you to get back-to-back Hall of Famers like this, not going to happen. You you could almost guarantee just if you're a betting man, the odds of Jordan Love becoming a Hall of Famer are are almost nil. That's not to say he's a good player. Who knows? I, I don't know. Maybe he will. But, like I said, Aaron Rodgers has to make it d- difficult on the Green Bay Packers, and, and that's the direction he chose to go because he's kicking ass this year. Let's go to A.J. listening to us in Milwaukee on the fan. A.J., how you doing today, man? What's up? Hey, how you doing, Bill? Uh, doing well, man. I'm, I'm, hey, listen, what you're saying, I'm saying the exact same thing. I think this could blow up in Gunkus and LaFleur's face with the way that Aaron's playing and the way how Aaron Jones has been, this past draft is, is just – it seems like it was more of a pissing contest in that we're I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to build a team like San Francisco instead of saying, let's help 
our Hall of Fame quarterback and this team reached the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it, this really could go. If Jordan Love isn't an all-pro type quarterback, this is going to be what their whole history or legend in Green Bay is about, that they screwed up Aaron Rodgers and this team yeah. by not really helping not, not really helping us out. By not doing enough at the end, yeah, I would I would agree with that. I mean, put it this way, if Aaron leaves, if they say force him out and then they bring in Jordan Love and there's two, three, four years of Jordan Love trying and it just doesn't amount to much, and Aaron Rodgers is winning and winning elsewhere, and all you're going to say is all you had to do was put some more pieces around him and you could have won a championship here, no matter what he does anywhere else, if he still plays at a high level, and, and you're forever going to be strapped to the Jordan Love pick. So he better work out. I mean, that's that that's the number one thing when it comes to Brian Gutekinds. He better work out because that's your signature pick. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, AJ. He's right. Hey, look, I'm, I'm not rooting against Jordan Love. I hope he turns out to be a Hall of Famer. I'm simply looking at reality. If I had to be a betting man, if you and I had to be betting people, Would you bet that Jordan Love is a Hall of Famer? If you had to sit down right now and say, I'm going to put my money on blank, would you bet the money that he's going to be or that he's not going to be? Just because historically it would tell you that he probably wouldn't be. Uh, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Let's do this. Uh, We'll step away. We tried to get him in the first hour. Couldn't get a hold of him. Uh, Brad Gronkowski, or Bruce Gronkowski, I should say. Pro Football Focus Analyst, but the former NFL quarterback. We're going to talk with him about Aaron Rodgers and his play and what he had to talk about. Uh, We'll get him on the line. We're going to talk with him about this. Dave Schrader, sports reporter and anchor for WBAY-TV in Green Bay, is going to join us after the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned. It's a Toy Drive live day. Go to 1250amthefan.com. If you can make a donation, by all means, please, please go ahead and do so. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, beyond the border, low-T treatments, and, uh, by the way, If you want to lose some weight or maybe you need some supplements, maybe you just want to feel better, get yourself in balance, they can help you out with all of that. And, look, everybody goes through the holidays and you get run down. There's, yeah, there's power. I don't want to say a lot of parties, but there's gatherings. There's some things to do, shopping to take care of and such. My friends at the New Mill Medical Center can help you out just like they help me with plenty of energy to enjoy all the holidays has to offer. And when it comes to gift giving, the one gift you can give is a better, bigger, new you, Right. The medical experts at New Mel Medical Center, 98% success rate of treating guys with ED without the nasty side effects. And the all-in-one weight loss program, yes, it works, but you can't do anything if you don't call. You don't have to gain weight over the holidays. In fact, you can lose it. All you got to do is call. Call the experts, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. More of the Bill Michaels Show. Bruce Gridkowski, former NFL quarterback, coming up next. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. You're listening to Toy Drive Live as we broadcast for 24 straight hours and make one final push for the 14th annual Fan Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin, presented by Annex Wealth Management. Go to 1250amthefan.com now and click on the Toy Drive link to donate money or toys from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Back to the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. Helping us help the kids. Go to 1250 AM The Fan out of Milwaukee, our flagship station on the uh, Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Go to 1250 AM The Fan.com. And if you can help us out, make a donation for the kids for the toy drive. 
for Children's Wisconsin, we certainly, certainly would appreciate it. We'll get you uh, some of our sponsors coming up in a little bit. This portion of the program brought to you by good friends over there. A quick trip. What is for dinner? Stop at a quick trip, whether it's the fried chicken, whether, uh, you know, you got the pothole pizza, or now the take-home heat and eat meals. They have got it all. Check out Quick Trip and use your Quick Rewards card, just as I did this morning. Use it along the way as well. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Bruce Gridkowski, pro football focus analyst and former NFL quarterback himself, joining us. Uh, Bruce, how you doing today? Hey, good, Bill. Sorry about uh, earlier. My son had the phone. I forgot I had an interview, and I'm working out, just enjoying my nice little workout. And <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. You're here now. So We're all good. No on. problem. Hey, uh, let's let's start with the question we were kind of posing. I was watching a lot of people yesterday break down uh, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers when it comes to the MVP. You go through their stats, and they're all very similar. Uh, I look at uh, what one guy means to another team versus what another guy means and who they have to work with. And the other guy that nobody's talking about is Ben Roethlisberger as well. So you tell me right now, breaking down all those numbers of pro football focus, who do you think is the front runner right now? Oh, man, it's tough, and I love it. I mean, I love watching these QBs get at it. You know, Aaron Rodgers, the way he's playing, 30 big-time throws on the year to only seven turnover he plays. So, man, he is taking shots downfield and getting his money worth, but also protecting the football. You know, and then Russell Wilson, 33 big-time throws, so three more than Aaron Rodgers. And then you have Patrick Mahomes, just we see what he does. And I think with Patrick Mahomes, for how good he plays, there's also – times where he's missing throws and uh but his upside and what he brings you know overall is so spectacular that he's fun to watch so it's just it's just a treat watching all three of those guys get after Deshaun Watson having quietly a really good year despite the record and that what's going on with their football team uh but between I think the three front runners are Rodgers Mahomes and Wilson I think it's going to come down to how they play the rest of the season. You know, Mahomes, it's just hard to not look at his numbers and what he's doing on the field in those remarkable passes to Tyreek Hill downfield. Uh, it, it's just fun. But Aaron Rodgers, just a smooth operator, continuing to be successful. And you brought up Big Ben. I think Big Ben means the most to his team because of, you know, we saw what happened last year, right? We saw how good the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense was last year and now with Ben back, they have not lost the game. And I know it's not all Ben. Believe me, the thing I think Ben is doing well this year is he understands what's around him. So his numbers aren't blown out of the water. He's not a top grader for us. Uh, in the media, intermediate throws, he is. He's probably like a top five passing grade for us in the intermediate range, 10 to, 10 to 19 yards. But overall, he's not up there with the Mahomes and Rodgers and Wilson. Uh, but I think just from a leadership standpoint, guys looking around, seeing he's he's there, he's under center, means a lot to that football team. So, But at the end of the day, I think it's going to come down to Rodgers, Mahomes, and Wilson. What do you make of a guy like, say, Derrick Henry? Uh, you know, Derrick Henry obviously having a big season. You look at a guy like Aaron Donald, he was being talked about for a while, 10 sacks in the year. Um, you go through some of those guys and you think, okay, maybe a defensive player could make it or maybe a running back could make it. Give me your thoughts there. Yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry, he's he's just straight beast mode right now. I mean, what he's doing and what's so impressive is uh, he's closing in on a 1,000 thousand yards after contact. So he's averaging 3.7 yards after being hit per carry per our PFF data. And uh, only Henry and, and Cook have more total rushing yards this season uh, then Henry has racked up after contact. So 
if anything looks like he he's only just getting started. So it's fun to watch those guys as far as um, you know Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry and what they mean to their teams. But I think Derrick Henry probably means more right now with Tennessee really in, in some big ma- a big matchup this weekend against the Browns, both eight and three. And Derrick Henry, what he means to the team is uh, pretty spectacular. So uh, I do want to talk about the NFC because there is no clear front runner. Uh, you know, do, do you think there's one team that uh, has an advantage over the others as far as the NFC goes? You know, I, I would think, honestly, I think Green Bay, uh, just because I feel like overall and with the continuity and the confidence they're playing with, and led by Aaron Rodgers, I, I just think they have it together as a team. I'm a huge Matt LaFleur fan. I think he's doing a tremendous job. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is offensive coordinator. Just the positions they're putting their players in, shifts, motions, getting easy completions for Rodgers, putting their guys in, in, in places to um, – to be successful, you know, so to me, it's Green Bay. I mean, you could say the Saints, you know, they're playing well as a football team, but you kind of worry about Drew Brees, you know, how healthy is he and when is he going to come back? You know, Seattle in that division with the Rams, Niners, Cardinals. I mean, I, I love Russell Wilson. It's hard for me to, to bet against him at any point, uh, but I just, I still think I'd take Green Bay overall um, right now in the NFC. And then in the AFC, uh, we know that they're undefeated. And I think Mike Tomlin's a tremendous coach and never gets enough consideration for yeah. a coach of the year. But uh, they, they're just quietly going about their business while all the highlights are of Kansas City. Uh, is it just those two teams and everybody else in the AFC? Yeah, I mean, you, you said it. Mike Tomlin's one of the best leaders in the game. And, and I said coming into this season with COVID going on, no offseason program, and this season just being different than other years, the teams that are going to be standing at the end are the ones that have the best leader, that, that can manage the team the best, and that's Mike Tomlin. I mean, he's doing it, and his guys love playing for him. He's a player's coach, but also he can be disciplined at times. And the way the Steelers are playing, it's, it's just a complete team. Now, when you look at Kansas City, though, it's scary, man. They could be down. It doesn't matter how many points they're down. They always have an opportunity with Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, all the weapons they have offensively all that firepower. So, man, that is going to be an unbelievable matchup. I can't wait, and I hope hopefully we see that. Uh, but I think it, 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 it's those two teams, you know, the Steelers and the Chiefs. Now, you can't underscore the Browns. I mean, look what they have done. Being 8-3 right now, putting themselves in position to go against the Titans this week. A huge AFC playoff matchup. Um, I, I think Stefanski's done a tremendous job in Cleveland kind of managing to, to his offensive strength, you know, running the football and what they're doing, um, you know. So that's fun to watch. And so I, I do. I kind of think the Browns are, are a, a, an underdog right now if, if you know, if and when they sneak in the playoffs. And it all depends on how Baker Mayfield plays. And also you can't forget about the Bills. I think Josh Allen, once again, it goes back to the quarterback position. He's played well at times this year. But can he be consistent for the Bills to really go for a run through the playoffs? Uh, I want to get back to the Packers. You had mentioned Matt LaFleur. How much do you think Matt LaFleur and the offense uh, and the offensive scheme, uh, how much does that make a difference to the way – I want to talk about the transformation, if you will, uh, from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it, it's it's a world of difference. I mean, not, not taking anything away from Aaron Rodgers because – uh, they're able to run the offense to run it because of Aaron Rodgers. They're able to design some of these play actions, 
bombs across the field because of Aaron Rodgers and his talent. But I also think it's it's such a, a perfect match because when you have a great offensive mind like Matt LaFleur and Nathaniel Hackett, now they could put their players, you know, in position to be successful. And we're seeing it a lot, right? We're seeing it in Tampa right now with Tom Brady. We're seeing it, you know, with Patrick Mahomes. We see it with Jared Goff in, in with the Rams. We're seeing it with Kyle Shanahan with the Niners. As far as those guys know how to put themselves in position to help the quarterback be successful. But at times, too, when we see some sputtering, you know, you could kind of see why, like what's going on in Tampa right now. So uh, I just I, – you have to really tip your hat to Matt LaFleur and what, what he's doing for uh, Aaron Rodgers in that Packers offense. I, uh, I want to look south of here because uh, right now you've got a lot of problems in, in Chicago. Also, when you go west, you've got some things going on in, in Minnesota. Uh, Chicago, they, they needed that game against the Packers if they were going to make any run towards the top of the NFC or at least keep themselves in a legit contention for a wild card. What do you see right now other than just poor quarterback play and poor decision-making, just a step slow in Chicago? Is just the offensive decision-making just that bad on the quarterback play? Because they've got a defense that I think is capable of if you put them with the right offense, capable of winning you a lot of games. Yeah, no, absolutely it is. It's poor decision-making. I mean, you know, you can't turn the football over, uh, number one and foremost, and I feel like at times there's been some questionable decisions at the quarterback position. I think, um, you, you know, that, that starts it. But also, too, like if you can't get in a floor and a rhythm, you know, you have to be you stay uh, in front of the chains on first and second down. And I just think, you know, that's been hurting them this year. And, and when you have some unstableness at quarterback, you know, with Foles getting, you know, Trubisky starting the season and then uh, Foles getting hurt and, you know, having some down games the last few weeks, it's just tough, man. And then you lose confidence as a football team. You know, between Trubisky and Foles, they have 21 turnover-worthy plays this year. I mean, that's that's not winning football. You know, you talk about Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has 24 turnover-worthy plays. So, you know, Fools and Trubisky combined, 21, they're, they're second worst for us in the PFF, uh, our PFF data. So I think it starts there. I mean, we see it around the league. Uh, you know, it starts with the quarterback position. But at the end of the day, too, it's about playing as a team and playing with confidence. And that's why I go back to Green Bay because of how they're playing as a football team and the confidence they're playing with. Uh, I look right now, uh, and real quick, at, at you had mentioned the West, uh, I know Seattle right now, one of the better teams out in that direction. You've got three really good teams, but is there one? I, I mean, the Rams have the defense to win. Do they have the offense to win and get back to where they were just a couple of years ago? I think they do. I mean, the Rams, when they're when they're clicking offensively, I mean, Goff throws a prettier ball than, than a lot of guys. You know, when when he's in rhythm and he's has the protection – that offense, man, it's it's pretty to watch. It's pretty to watch the designs, the motions, the shifts, and how they just are so fluid. If they get in that rhythm, if they get in that in, in sync with one another, because you mentioned it, man. Defensively, it's fun to watch them get after a quarterback. It's fun to watch them and how fast they are in play and and so forth. So if the Rams can click as a team, we've seen it at the beginning of the year. I mean, the Rams are one of the top teams for most play action passes this year with our PFF data, if they can, you know, get back in sync, you know, they had a down week last week, but I feel like for the most part, Goff has not been that bad this year. And uh, if you give him time, if you get him in a nice little rhythm, he can play better than a lot of guys. And that's where I have some confidence. I do think it comes down to the Rams and Seahawks in that division. 
Great stuff as always, Bruce. I appreciate you joining us for a couple of minutes. Uh, go back to the workout, my friend, okay? <laughs> Thanks, my man. It's always a pleasure coming on with you. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Bruce Gritkowski, pro football-focused analyst, pro, former NFL quarterback as well, breaking down quarterback play, breaking down a lot of these different teams, and uh, feels that the Packers still, with uh, the experience, the continuity, everything they have, could be the front runner in the NFC. They just need uh, to pick it up defensively and get a few stops here and there, and this is what we've been saying all along. So good stuff from him. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. And just like that, it's the holiday season. No matter what the holidays are that you celebrate this December, Please remember, give the gift to farmers and refinery workers uh, right here in our own backyard. You can choose unleaded 88 at the pump for your car if it's newer than 2001, or you can choose E85 for your flex fuel vehicle. Now, I use it, and I filled up today. I encourage everybody to do the same. You can reduce the amount of petroleum in your gas and in the air with the renewable corn ethanol. Increased demand for ethanol in our gasoline helps the workers right here in our own backyard. Just doing something little that you don't think about, but it really does help them and help our uh, farmers out uh, right here in our own backyard. So if you're kind of living in my universe, so to speak, give E85 a shot if you've got a flex fuel vehicle. Just give it a shot. Or you can choose unleaded 88 in your car or your truck and save some money and burn less fossil fuel. If you want all the facts and all the ways that it helps and the facts about your car, go to abetterfuel.org. It's an easy decision when you think about it and be an advocate for the local farmers, abetterfuel.org. That is abetterfuel.org, and to do something for them. It is a Toy Drive Live day, and I encourage you to go to 1250amthefan.com, make a donation for the kids of Children's Wisconsin. Please help us help the kids. That's what today is all about, not only bringing you the sports talk, but uh, bringing you the thoughtfulness to help us help the kids. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Dave Schrader, sports uh, reporter, anchor for WBAY-TV in Green Bay. He is coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. You're listening to The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. You're listening to Toy Drive Live as we broadcast for 24 straight hours and make one final push for the 14th annual Fan Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin, presented by Annex Wealth Management. Go to 1250amthefan.com now and click on the Toy Drive link to donate money or toys from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Back to the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. Don't forget, coming up tomorrow night, tonight we got the Toy Drive Live. I'm going to be back on the air from 6 to 8 on our flagship station out of Milwaukee. Tomorrow night, 6 to 8, we are going to be uh, bringing you the uh, the Bill Michaels Huddle, 6 to 8 tomorrow night. So uh, look forward to that. It's all brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer and questionably good. Also, immediately following the game this weekend, it's the Green and Gold Post Game Show. So uh, you can tune us in there as well and uh, on many of these same stations, if not on the Radio.com app, and always listening to us uh, on that app or simply go to BillMichaelsSports.com. So plenty of ways to stay in touch with the show. Uh, let's do this. Uh, let's go to Dave Schrader, our buddy, uh, sports reporter, anchor, WBAY-TV in Green Bay. Dave, how you doing? No, I'm doing great. How about you? 
Doing well today. So we were sitting here uh, discussing a little bit earlier before we had Bre- uh, Bruce Grudkowski on. We were talking about uh, the MVP and the front runners and such. I want to start there. Uh, Patrick Mahomes getting a lot of love right now. Russell Wilson seems to have fallen off with some of the picks and losses as of late. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers statistically always one in the top five, top ten, uh, leading in many different categories. And then you look at what they have to work with, the wins and losses and such. You tell me right now uh, who you think might be the front runner for the MVP. I think Pat Mahomes is currently the front runner, but I think uh, it's a what have you done for me lately league. Remember the last time Aaron won an MVP, 2014, down the stretch, he was amazing. Week 17 had that calf injury and had heroics to win the division. So I really think stats between Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers are going to be similar. It's going to be who does what the last two weeks of the season and who gets their team into a better playoff position. I think the game to watch where Aaron could pass Patrick would be three weeks from now. Uh, the Chiefs have to play the Saints. If the Saints get the better of Patrick Mahomes and Aaron has a strong final month against really subpar competition except for the Titans, I think Rodgers could get that third award. Uh, then I want to go and, and talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers' comments yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, and I'm sure you've heard them by now, but basically saying that, yeah, some people doubted me in the off season or thought maybe I was done. He said, you know, I'm far from done. And then he said, uh, you know, but what the people thought about me in the off season, he never says anything where he doesn't have some kind of a meaning to it. Give me your thoughts when you heard that. I think when they drafted Jordan Love, it may be the best thing that ever happened to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you don't need a backup quarterback with a first-round pick in terms of roster building right now. But maybe that gave him the kick in the pants that he needed. And, and people have postulated that earlier this year, that maybe having a motivated Aaron Rodgers is better than having an Aaron Rodgers with one more weapon. And I tend to agree. I would, uh, I would agree. I, ne- I don't know how to quantify it. You know, I mean, we're all about right. statistics. I don't know how to make that into something. Maybe it makes him a little more focused or a little more determined. He wakes up 10 minutes earlier. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it does for him. But I know that this is the best that I've seen him play in a while and most consistent I've seen him play. Now, the one thing, like you had mentioned, he has to do it against a pretty good defense uh, against Tennessee. Um, but, you know, you can't stumble. If they go 13-3 and three and they end up with the top seed in, in the NFC, you can't help but think it's an M- MVP season and this is a season like he hasn't had maybe since 2011. I mean, with the weaponry that he has, you know what I mean? Right. He's on pace for 48 touchdowns now. 45 is what he threw in 2011. Aaron's either on pace to exceed or nearly meet every stat he had from 2011. And I think that people pay so much attention to other people uh, right now that they don't realize that. But the stats he's putting up this year are incredible beyond incredible. And I think they deserve perhaps even more recognition than they're getting. If they finish the, uh, the game and beat the Vikings, I think they would be getting that recognition. You know, when you go 15-1 and one or whatever, you get that right. recognition. When you're 8-3 and three and you lose two games you should have won, then, yeah, you don't get as much. Right. You, uh, you, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Uh, if you win those games, now, depending on how you look at it, I mean, the offense turned the ball over. They had special teams turning the ball over. Those weren't good. Defensively, they've done enough at times, but not – the defense doesn't go out and win you games consistently. And I had asked the question yesterday, is this offense enough in a wide-open NFC to get you to a Super Bowl? Give me what your thoughts are on that. Well, I think people look at the Packers' defense, and there's a lot of wrinkles that they have in warts, and you say, hey, they're not that good. But this 
still, I believe as of last week, I haven't checked the stats again, but I think there's still a top 10 defense, which the Packers have not had in total yardage since they last won a Super Bowl. I think the defense is good enough, especially now that they're turning a corner with turnovers. Now they've taken it away five times in the last two weeks alone. That's pretty good for a team that went into uh, these last two games with just seven on the season. So they're up to 12 now. And they're facing a Philly team this weekend that is going to give them opportunities. Say what you will about Carson Wentz, but the man only has 16 touchdowns and he has 15 interceptions. For as much as he might dabble you, he is not going to protect the ball, especially this year. He takes a lot of sacks. He throws the ball to the other team. This Philly team could really help the Packers feel even better than they already do. I uh, I do, I, you know, as far as the Packers defensively speaking, I agree with you. They're not – they're not the they're not the glaring Achilles heel that we've had in the past, but they're still not uh, I, they're not complimentary. You know what I mean? I mean they're just there. Is that the best yeah. way to put it? Yeah, I mean they've done, not done anything to wow me. I look at the stats for them and it wows me that I go, hey, they're better than I thought. So, what are my eyes telling me that the stats aren't picking up on, or vice versa? And I think what you're seeing is just the inability to play the complimentary part. You know, in the fourth quarter the other day, you have a 41-10 to 10 lead. You finish the game like that, you feel great. What do you do? You give up a couple scores. And while those mm-hmm. scores didn't really matter, great defenses don't do that. So this Packers team does not have a great defense. No, I'm not saying that. But do they have a good enough defense? We'll see. There have been so many playoffs that you and I have both covered where you get to the game that you need to win, because Aaron isn't playing his best on offense, because the other defense is, is a great defense. And what happens? The Packers' defense has folded. You see what happened in the 2015 playoffs against Arizona, that overtime there. The defense played well enough, but then when it really mattered in overtime, like a hot knife through butter, Larry Fitzgerald touchdown, season over. 2016, right. they play well enough to get to Atlanta, and they get boat raced. You know, This defense has let the team down a few times in big moments, and in the playoffs, you're not going to see Aaron Rodgers average the 31 points per game they're averaging in the regular season. You're going to have games where you're going to have to win with 18, 19, 20 points. You're going to have to be able to win a game like that, I think. I mean, look at the last time they won that Chicago NFC title game. For as mm-hmm. good as Aaron was in the Super Bowl in the divisional round, they also had to win a low-scoring game as well. Yeah, and I agree. At some point, you're going to run across a team that has a very good defense and is going to stymie your offense, and you're going to have to support them. And you're going to have to either that or you're going to have to go out and win a game. And I just don't know if this defense has the capability to do so. Um, Now, when you talk about uh, the defense, and before I let you go, uh, Mike Pettin, a lot of criticism. We've heard Matt LaFleur say they have got to get this right. They've got to correct that. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. I mean, there's some pointed comments when it comes to tackling, fundamentals, certain things, playing your gap, being in the right place at the right time. Is this – do you feel it's more coaching and that uh, Mike Pettin is squarely on the hot seat, or do you think that this is uh, all shots even higher that basically say we just need more talent? Um, I think it's a combination of – coaching and, and fundamentals. One thing about Mike Patton's team that he said from day one, his goal is to stop the deep ball, make a team work its way down the field to beat you. Don't give up the big play and let them have an 80-yard touchdown drive on one play. He's done a decent job at eliminating, eliminating almost completely explosive plays against this team. And he's also talked ad nauseum from day one that he doesn't care as much about gap integrity as getting push at the point of attack and causing chaos. And that's all good and well, 
but they face some teams that are able to drive the ball on them and make them pay five yards at a time, six yards at a time, seven yards at a time. I think the philosophy is a really interesting one on the surface level, but you better believe that pass rush better get home if you're going to play that way, and you better believe Christian Kirksey has to play a little bit better at middle linebacker, um, limiting the damage of the small plays you do give up. But I will say it is remarkable to see the lack of explosive plays that this defense gives up. I remember the Darius Gunter days when Julio Jones would go off for 200 receiving yards in, in a game. Demarius Randall, for as many takeaways as he had, he gave away just as many plays that were a head-scratcher. I think it's interesting on the, on the surface level. And how is it going to fare in January? Well, we got one taste of it last year. It worked against Seattle. It didn't work against San Francisco. I think the playoffs are how Mike Pettin will be judged this year. And I think a decision will come one way or another. Either they'll be going to February in Tampa, or Mike Pettin will perhaps have to find a new job. Dave, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, take care. Have a great holiday season. We'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Thanks. Merry Christmas. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. That's our buddy uh, Dave Schrader. He is up there at WBAY-TV and uh, in Green Bay. He's a sports reporter there. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right uh, right now. Call him, 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. Hey, don't forget, after the top of the hour, Marcus Handel, former Brewers bullpen catcher, going to be joining us. But right now, we got Radio Joe Zinzola telling you how he purchased his vehicle. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I got my car at Hyundai West Alice, and uh, right now at Hyundai West Alice, they have some really good deals for you because, after all, Christmas is right around the corner, which is very hard to believe. So this is what they have going on. All used cars, you get your option of a $250 gift card of your choice or an extra $250 off that price. And for new vehicles, if you mention my name, Joe Zanzola or Radio Joe, you get an additional $500 off that as well. And when you walk into Hyundai West Dallas, they have a Christmas tree in there, and the tree is loaded with savings up to an additional $500 off. So not only if you mention my name and you draw a card from the tree and say that has $500 in savings, now we're up to $1,000. And because they love first responders and they love their veterans, uh, you, not only if you mention my name, get a card from the tree, you get an additional $1,000 rebate on your new car. This is very, very good. You cannot turn this down. And it's also worth noting at Hyundai West Dallas that when it comes to your safety, they got you covered as well. They were recognized for their amazing reaction and actions to COVID-19. They still offer free masks to anyone that forgets theirs. They're wiping their showroom down. They're using clean and sanitized desks and pens. They're doing it all. It's all at Hyundai West Dallas, Highway 100 in West Dallas. Go to HyundaiWestDallas.com. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers and the Eagles play here at Lambeau Field Sunday at 325. Green Bay, 8-3, tied in second place with the Seahawks in the NFC. The Saints are at the top at 9-2. Philadelphia now 3-7-1. Carson Wentz who turns 28 later this month, was asked if he's concerned about being benched for rookie quarterback Jalen Hurts, their second-round pick out of Oklahoma. I said it last week, you know, this is what you sign up for. And you know, as a quarterback, um, ever since you're a kid, you know, you're, you're prepared for 
for any of those. Nothing's ever guaranteed. And so for me, I, I don't think about that, though. I just try and go out and be the best player I can be in practice, prepare my tail off, compete my tail off, and, um, you know, hopefully we can get this thing turned around. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers' birthday is today. Rodgers in the discussion for league MVP. He was asked yesterday in the McAfee Show how he's feeling at age 37. I feel great. You know, to barely get touched in a, in a game, I said after the game, I'm turning 37 tomorrow, and I feel amazing. I mean, I've been sacked, I think, 11 or 12 times this year. That's pretty rare. I mean, it's really rare for my career. So big shout-out to the, to the boys up front. The scheme, I think, has been really good for that as well. And then just really trying to deal the ball as quickly as possible. Man, waking up on Monday without barely getting hit, that's a, that's a dream come true. I feel like a punter. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. You're listening to Toy Drive Live as we broadcast for 24 straight hours and make one final push for the 14th annual Fan Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin, presented by Annex Wealth Management. Go to 1250amthefan.com now and click on the Toy Drive link to donate money or toys from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Back to The Bill Michaels Show. Coming up next, Marcus Hanel, the former Brewers bullpen catcher, is going to be joining us. We'll talk with him. Also going to hear from David Bakhtiari coming up the next hour as well. And you're going to hear what Jerry Jones had to say. Stay tuned for all of that. That's all coming up in the next hour of the Bill Michaels Show. We'll be back right after this. Michael's Sports Talk Network. 